Welcome to Leadership Matters, a podcast hosted by me, Steve Parker. This is a series that brings a fresh perspective to leadership motivation and how to succeed by talking to a diverse range of CEOs, business managers, and world-class talent. We also offer some personal insights and tips to help you in your career. Each episode aims to provide a snapshot into the life and philosophy of some of Taiwan and the world's most successful leaders, and to find out more about why leadership matters. Alison Fong is a leader who has worked across four distinct categories of leadership. She was born in Taiwan, but high school educated in the US, and she bridges cultures perfectly. She's the CEO of Turf, an NGO supported by Hung Star, which is educating future leaders in urban regeneration. She's worked in management roles for multinationals Nestle, GSK, and L'Oreal. She has opened her own successful import business, focusing on FMCG. She's also the president of a new Rotary Club in charge of developing volunteer and charity programs for the coming year. These are four very different areas, and I discuss with Alison things about her concept of what leadership, management, and how to run an organization, especially about vision building. Alison, thanks for coming in today. I really appreciate it. The, um, before the interview, we were talking about this idea of kind of the difference between leadership and management. I think this is a really interesting question. So maybe you could just, what, what is your idea of the difference between these two roles? Uh, thanks, Steve, for the question. Um, I think um, managers uh, is somebody who makes sure that the team does the things right, and a leader makes sure that the team does the right things. So I think the manager um, spends more time on process. Uh, however, the leader spends more time on communication and deliver their vision to the team and make sure that their team gets um, their vision or objective on board. So do you think that these, these two roles, I mean, they seem to be carried out by the same person often in an organization. Yeah. How, how do you reconcile these two different approaches? I think um, it's just uh, a matter of, um, you know, uh, a manager will grow up to become a leader. You know, I, I guess somebody who, as for, from my experience, when I started out as a manager, I was only in my late 20s. So I, I, I couldn't have any vision given the fact that I wasn't exposed to enough, you know, experiences or I don't see enough things. But I mean, throughout time, then you, you collect experience and you see, um, you get to travel the world and you get to see how things can be done in different ways. And you start to, to develop this sense of vision, which, you know, you, you, um, you will, you know, um, want to communicate to your team about. I think this idea of management and, and, and leadership is a really interesting one. And I want to take this a little bit further now. We, we, this managers, from my experience, management often kind of gets in the way of being a leader. You get bogged down in daily details. Yeah. How do you, I mean, how do you, I mean, you, you run a new organization, TURF. We'll, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about that in a second. But, you know, TURF as an NGO, a young visionary organization, a lot of it's about communication of the vision. And yet you still have to get through the daily processes. Yeah. How, how do you divide your time between these two roles and how do you reconcile those two roles? Um, I think to become a leader, you definitely have to spend more time outside of your job to study what's around you and what's going on in the world so that you know the, the trend for the future and so that you're able to, you know, set, you know, a sustainable vision for your team. 
But as a manager,、um, I come back to the 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 question about time, right? I think、um, a manager needs to free up his or her time by training、um, their team to be capable of handling things, you know, independently. So, for example,、um, at the beginning, my management role might not, you know, I, I might spend, you know, you know, five or six hours just, you know. Um, training my team and establishing the process,、um, but you know, throughout time, you know, my team will get trained and they will、um, start being capable of you know independent working, and they will even, you know, invent new ways and discuss with me about how to do things, you know, better, you know. So I think、uh, training your team so that you can free up your time as a manager. To think about what's really important for the company in the long run is super important for for a manager to become a leader one day. So I think、yeah. this is interesting, especially as as I've said, you've, you've started up a new organization. It's only been running for about three years now. the The initial process of building up systems and stuff like that is important. The management side、yeah. is important,、yeah. right? But you've also got to lead and build a vision. Yeah. I feel like a lot of、uh, leaders don't want to get involved in the daily grind of actually <laughs> having to manage stuff.、Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, do you have any advice for those people who are leaders, visionaries,、yes. but still, you know, need to get this stuff done?、Um, I think it's just you need to adjust your mindset and need to know that you know the it's important to fix the fundamentals while you're you know. Um, trying to bring the organization to a new place, you know, if the fundamentals are not in place, then it will be a shaky rocket. So I guess you just have to change, you know, how you think and you know adjust、um, your expectations for your team. And I think it's more like、uh, a, a coach or a teacher, you know, if if the team is not well established yet. So a lot of time needs to be like hands on, you know, exactly tell them what to do and what your expectations are. But as time, you know, you know, and when they get mature, then you know maybe a couple months or you know half a year, then they'll be on their own. So you you will be really, you know, quite relaxed in and having more time to think about the strategic things. So let's come back to.、Uh, Specifically, let's talk about turf for a second, right? This、mm-hmm. is a—it's an NGO focused on urban regeneration and education.、Yeah. As I said, it's a new organization.、Mm-hmm. How did you go about building this vision with new staff, new organization? What what kind of processes did you go through to build this vision? Yes,、um, well, turf is a NGO that focuses on youth education. And、um, we try to develop young future leaders to、um, with a vision of sustainable city、um, future in Greater Taipei. And、uh, to be honest, not many people get what we're doing. So it's very、um, it takes me a lot of time and effort to、um, actually get my ideas crossed and to demonstrate, you know, what I mean, you know, actually mean to them. So. Uh, I would uh, actually sh- uh, research a lot on the internet and collect a lot of information, and、um, share this information with my team. You know, during meetings or、uh, you know, we we just pass it around. You know, through emails or you know any way that we can think of. 
And we also have discussions about these. And I would, you know, I often ask them how they think about this thing. You know, what's how this relate to their life and what they can do. What's their input and things. So, I mean, it doesn't. Ha- they don't get it like you know, just by listening. It has to be a lot of communication and interaction and brainstorming, and it takes time. I mean, over I guess a year, or you know. Um, gradually, they will get it, and once they get it, you know, it's like you know, they they have this epiphany of wow, this is what I can do, and I have I can do so many things, and you know, and and they get so inspired. So this this is a good point too. They they you build the team until they get inspired and they've got the vision. You as the leader of an organization are in a sense, and you used this phrase to me earlier, uh, a gatekeeper of the vision, right? A vision gatekeeper. You've inspired the team, and I've heard this from other people as well, that they worry about this, you know. People are worried about things getting out of their control. You inspire the team, you empower them, and then they start coming to you with ideas, right? And I think a lot of leaders are actually afraid of that, that moment when people actually have ideas. Um, I love the fact that my team can provide me with ideas, you know. And the more ideas, the more happier I am, you know, because I think... It means that they are thinking on their own. You know, I want to see my team think independently and try to solve problems. If my staff comes to me with a with a new, you know, idea of what to do, you know, I'll just keep on asking questions and understand、um, if they've thought it through and they really understand what they're doing and. They, you know, if they know what they need to prepare and what are what support they need and things like that, and if it's really off tangent, then I would hint that to them and try to steer them to the right direction and adjust or give suggestions and adjust their proposal a little bit, and also ask for their feedback and their thoughts on how to adjust it. So it's a lot of room of, for discussion, you know, but. In the end, you won't be disappointed. You know, they will, the staff will learn, and you will learn as well with them. So, Alison, I wanted to kind of touch on an area which I think is really interesting about you, which we alluded to at the beginning, because you have worked across multiple different industries、uh, and multiple different styles of industry. And I think you know, you you worked in large corp.、Uh, you worked as an entrepreneur. You set up your own business. Um, you're currently running Turf, and we'll talk a little bit more about Turf in a second again,、um, which is an NGO focused on urban regeneration. And you've also、uh, you've also got involved with volunteer work. I mean, I know that you are the president of a Rotary Club and setting up、uh, setting up programs for them. How different are the kind of four different styles of leadership across these four different things: big corp, NGO, startup, and the volunteer organisation? Well.、Um I think these four are different in terms of when I take the leadership role and the purpose of the organization. So,、um, for for because、um, in terms of time span, right? People tend to get more mature as a leader when they you know take when they grow older. Well, not necessarily, but <laughs> what I'm trying to say is that. My、um, leadership skills get more mature, you know, since because I I have been a leader for like I don't know fifteen twenty years, but、um, at the beginning I wasn't 
you know, I didn't know what leadership until I started practicing it, right? And then so in my leadership role as a manager in the big corps, like in the multinational companies, it's all about following the SLPs and making sure that my team executes the company policy, you know, on spot. And, you know, it's all about this, you know, following the process management roles. But as I grow older, um, I, I learned that there's there are things that you need to think about other than process to make the, the company grow, you know, in order for the company to go bigger or to make um, change in the organization, you have to adapt a different leadership style. So and um, the the um, so now I'm more more of a change 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 management leader kind of that style i don't know how to express that but it's more towards change that i want to bring to the organization and to the society to the world and you know um and so turf um being a ceo at turf has to do with to inspire change and to bring vision to the team and to to the citizens and being the leader of a Rotary Club is it's uh, very interesting because it's uh, it's not work it's volunteer, so um, so it's not work right. But it's kind of like it's still you have to establish you know um, a way of working together as a group of volunteers. So I think it's more um, uh, more towards you know what good that you you want to do as as a as a group of you know professionals together and if you believe that you can do something good together and you you can visualize it you know then they will spend time together and try to you know make it happen so i think um rotary club is very interesting because it's not work but you you, you actually work together it's interesting as yeah. volunteers how, yeah. how do you i mean how do you inspire again with with a, with a company you've got a very clear vision Often the, the multinational company, you've got the vision, which is the kind of corporate statement in a way. Yeah. You know, you know what you're supposed to be doing if you're working for um, a big corp generally. And you have a very structured kind of style of management as well. You mentioned SOPs. Yeah. The NGO is very focused on the mission of the NGO and you as the vision gatekeeper that we talked about earlier. Mm-hmm. Collecting a group of volunteers together and keeping them on a single, a single path. I mean, can you keep, a, you know, it's like kind of, you know, herding cats in a bag or something you know <laughs> you know because everybody has their own and these are all people coming from different walks of life who have their own visions their own ideas their own thoughts how, how do you go about you know and again you're you're a, you're a president i think for a year or something right yes. so you've got a year yes. to bring these people together into a into a unified yes. vision yes it i guess I, I guess that's the beauty of being a president because people will need to you know listen to your vision for like ever and then <laughs> they will try to realize it within that year yeah so i mean i think you know you just need to find a group of people that believe in you to support you and and um yeah and communicate your vision i think is very important in any leadership role not only in rotary club Turf is uh, is about uh, educating future leaders, in part, right? I think I'm correct in saying that. Yeah. Yeah. I want to talk a little bit about learning and development. I mean, how how important do you think that learning and development is to the growth and development of a team? You mentioned before the interview about uh, education in Asia and how 
it's kind of structured a little bit more formally, a little bit maybe like the like the uh, the large corpse you talked about. You know, the structures are in place, but you're waiting. You're trying to develop future leaders, to change management, people with new thoughts, new visions, new styles. How do you go about bringing this vision to Taiwan and future leaders? Well, I believe、um, that the traditional education, which has a lot to do with facts and memorization, can now be replaced by the internet today, because almost all the facts can be found and learned by the help of internet. So I think that learning information or even a skill can now be done by individuals. So for me, I think you know. So for example, I even learn how to cook by watching YouTube videos. So, what role should education play today? I think it should be an experience provider. Why? Because people should learn.、Um, people actually learn the most through their experiences, through trial and error, and continuous improvement. So, if we don't learn swimming by reading a book, how can we expect a young person to learn leadership in a classroom? So, I mean, it has to be done through doing a project with a team. So I'm hearing that you can basically there's a lot of there's a lot of information out there, right? There's、uh, there are things as you say on the internet. I mean everything's on the internet. You know I've I've I learned how to record this podcast by watching YouTube videos. Right. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean it's just it's all out there. So the things that we need to learn are not the practical steps. It's not the one two three of how to do something. Exactly. But. You have to actually have the opportunity, right? Yeah, that's、mm-hmm. what I'm hearing from you. You need to have、yeah. an opportunity to actually go through the process, right? To right. cement that thing. So turf is kind of like we create a setting for you to kind of like you know um, um, imagine yourself as a leader and try to do a project with a team. This this is interesting because I, I when I see you know people coming out of education, often it's、uh, you know, and I'm not I'm not having a go at MBAs. I think MBAs are really useful things to have. But you know, people who come out with an MBA often come out believing they're already equipped to be leaders, and and I think that's a mistake. I mean, I you know, I, as you talked about getting older, I'm I'm older than I used to be. We're all older than we used to be, right? <laughs>、yeah. I mean, that's the thing about experience. But what experience teaches me is that you get to a point where you are, you know, you learn that you didn't know enough before. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think because、um, I was an MBA myself too, and what I learned. In the book is near is not as close as what I need in real life, you know, in real business practice. I mean, I still need to go back and you know, still um, um, train myself or you know, continuously you know, improve myself in those leadership skills. And I think theories can be learned through books, right? But real practice really needs can only be learned. Through experiences and you know humble lifetime learning. I want to come back to Turf and talk a little bit about、uh, Turf as an organization. You, you've you've expressed to me that it's really about training future leaders. How do you go about, in a practical sense, training leaders for the future?、Mm, actually, we we、um, go through a process of project management. You know, we give them a a topic. Uh, or a theme that they can think about、um, how, and expand on, and they discuss with the team, so that they come up with a, a OKR of the project, and、um, 
and we have a we do have a mentor that we work with that will guide them right throughout the the training which is uh, about three months and so at and so they would spend this three months working on this project and discuss discussion and at the end of the training each team will present their okr and review what they have learned to a panel and the the beauty of this thing is that we are not teaching anything to them it's not a one-way teaching it's kind of like them learning on their own while they're doing something and the beauty of this is that we let them review what they do good and what they could do better and how so i mean the 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 final process of review good bad and do better is where they learn things when they reflect upon what they did you know so this is super critical in the learning process so for turf um you know it's it's um that the, the students get to because a lot of the students at the beginning would ask us oh um you know um what should i do you know is there a correct way of doing this and you know should i do this way or that way you know can you teach me and we we're like well you can come up with your idea and then discuss with us and then we will give you some input I think it's a right. it's badly needed. I think it's very very important, and it, and it ties in with what a lot of things that I hear from other leaders when I talk to them in this room about the need for change in education. Facts are facts; they're useful. Um, facts are facts. We need facts, but facts are available now. Yeah, you're talking about practical processes of developing experiential learning. Yes, I, I, I think it's I think it's. A, you know, I can't support you more. It's a great way to go forward. I, we're limited in time as always, but I just wanted to kind of come back and just summarize maybe a little bit of what we've talked about today. What I've heard from you is things like getting your processes in place. You know, it's great to be a visionary, um, but visionary leaders also need to manage. I've heard you talk about empowering and informing. So bringing information, bringing information to share so that people can learn more about the vision and how to go forward. This idea about being a vision gatekeeper is an interesting one. You've got, you want input from people, but in order to keep them on your vision, you need to ask questions to make sure that they have responded to the vision of the company in the plans that they make. I've also got this idea of uh, education needing to be practical, right? It's got to be, you know, it's good to know the theory but you've got to actually have experienced it before you can actually make it happen. And experience needs to be project-based. If you're not actually doing the job, then prior to doing it, you need to be doing projects that can help you to build the skills that you're going to be using in the workplace. And the last thing I heard you talk about was this idea of with projects, with anything that you do, we need to reflect personally and professionally on what we did well, what we did badly, and what we can do better. Alison Fonk, thank you very much for your time today. Thank you, Steve, for having me. Thank you. You can listen to this podcast live on the fourth Monday of every month and after that on the ICRT website, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Just search for Leadership Matters by Stephen Parker. You can also check out my social media. I'm on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. We'll see you next time.